Advertising your business with GCN is simple, effective, and more affordable than you might think. Visit advertise.gcnlive.com for more info. Take your business to the next level. You can stick it to the man and big tech. Join our FTL social mastodon at social.freetalklive.com. Welcome to Declare Your Independence on the Free Talk Live Network. It's time for Declare Your Independence with Ernest Hancock. Believe me when I say we have a difficult time ahead of us. But if we are to be prepared for it, we must first shed our fear of it. I stand here without fear because I remember... I remember that I am here not because of the path that lies before me, but because of the path that lies behind me. I remember that for 100 years we have fought these machines. And after a century of war, I remember that which matters most. We are still here! Without fear, without fear, without fear. James Corbett, Ernest Hancock, finishing up their conversation about the predictions for 2024. No fear. Ah, happiness. Where is she to be found? Doesn't it almost seem these days as if the more we have, the less happy we are? We're richer, smarter, have more leisure time and more elaborate entertainments than in any period in history on any place on Earth. And though not yet universal, such advantages are more widely distributed than ever before. We're all doing better and feeling worse, it seems. Consider how uh, when you last went unclothed, unhoused, or without a meal. How easily you secured medical, dental, or psychological services when you last needed them. Put your hand in your pocket, and chances are you find a a device capable of communicating anywhere around the world, providing innumerable entertainments and distractions at a moment's notice, or securing vast quantities, blah, blah, blah. Okay, we get the point. Everyone should be happy, but they're not. Um, We're promised the right to pursue happiness, and yet we might well wonder what sort of perceived perverted trick is this that the opportunity for bliss is dangled before our eyes then somehow snatched away by our circumstances what a betrayal somebody needs to answer for that surely but before we declare that the universe is against us and start grinding our teeth at men or at god perhaps we should take a more thoughtful look at our expectations in our current age happiness is frequently thought of merely as an emotion a feeling of pleasure resulting from the pleasant alignment of circumstances. And rather than pursuing happiness, we are waiting upon it to be delivered like an Amazon package to our front door. This is common enough, and we have an excuse for it. Hap is an old word meaning chance or circumstance. To have something happen to you is to be the passive experiencer of some external stimulus. And how can a passive experiencer be in any way responsible for the quality of the incoming stimuli? He or she has no control over that. Thus, a person whom fortune favors turns out to be happy, we suppose. The circumstances produce the feeling. But if happiness awaits the arrival of pleasing circumstances, the sad truth is that most of us are doomed mostly to misery, for there are very few sets of circumstances so utterly felicitous that we find ourselves swept up in unimpeded joy, even for a few minutes. Life, even at its best, is often arduous and unpleasant, punctuated only occasionally by moments of delight. How, then, can any of us truly 
be happy, be truly happy. Anyway, it goes on from there, but there you go. Yes, I'm not making this up. Hap, happenstance, happen, chance, circumstance is an important part of the concept of happiness itself and why that is such an important part of the formulation, the pursuit of happiness. He's not talking about video games and beer and mindless distraction. He's talking about pursuing fate and fortune, whatever that may bring. And as you say, it's about the liberty, the freedom to be able to do that, which, again, most people just do not understand the meaning of that phrase anymore. Yeah, it's not what um, you get or obtain. It's it's not the destination, it's the journey. You know, Mm -hmm. there's... and, And if you're brought up with the right optimism or you have the capability or the training or the rearing of good parents and a you know good community and you know in in an environment uh, of liberty you're at liberty to pursue your happiness kind of thing yeah. you know um i can see all this stuff is so fundamental in being rediscovered and that was the problem it's been hidden from us. It's like, yeah, you ever you ever interview or talk to Mark Passio, or you know who I'm talking about? Uh, yeah, I've been on a conversation with him. I haven't interviewed him specifically, but yeah, I know Mark. Yeah, Mark, he was, um, you know, a Satanist at one time when he was a kid. He didn't know any different. He gets in, he's like, what the heck is this? These guys are... And he really started to study the occult, and he goes on into whatever, you know. But the point that he was making, uh, that I, it kind of clicked with me, is the occult is really what's hidden. You know, they, they what, the secret they don't want you to know, the, the kind of things they want you to do to obscure the truth, you know, they get, you know that yeah. kind of crap. And I'm just going, yeah, it's like it's like happiness or the pursuit of ha- or the freedom to have a pursuit, you know, is taken for they don't want you to understand the fundamental parts of humanity and life in general that produce happiness you know, or or. Or pleasure or satisfaction, I think, is probably the word. Because if you're satisfied, you know, it doesn't matter if your belly's full or not. I mean, it's like, I don't know, are you satisfied? Maybe I'm on a diet. I feel better. I want to be more mongoosey, man. You know, I'm more nimble. It's a subjective thing. It's the freedom to have that option. And I just see that secret, that, that path to satisfaction and freedom and options and happiness or lack of a better word um is is hidden from us it's obscured it's masked it's it's camouflaged it's deliberately held at at a reach and they're going you want this don't you well all you gotta do is watch this you know write film porn play game where the hell it is that they want you to do to benefit them and not you it's a it's a marketing campaign it's propaganda yeah. So, and we, it, it's been taken from us the truth. It's hidden. What yeah. is that truth, James? What's the truth? What do you think that we should be, you know, striving for that would make us you know, more satisfied or something? Isn't this the question that uh, we've yeah. been facing for 2,000 years now, right? right. Um, literally, do you know the, the earliest, the, the, the earliest fragment <laughs> of the earliest manuscript we have of, the New Testament, the Gospels, the Bible, um, is a little, tiny little fragment of John. Um, I can't remember the verse, but at any rate, it's where um, uh, Pontius Pilate is asking, what is truth? 
And that is the earliest <laughs> extant uh, little fragment of the gospel that we have. I think it dates to like 125 AD or something. But anyway, yeah, what is truth? Hey, you know, pretty good question. And <laughs> no, wait, wait, that wait, 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 back up, back up, back up, back up. That's the earliest what? Uh, rep- the earliest fragment of a manuscript uh, from the New Testament that we have. Really? And it's about yeah. truth? What is truth? Boom! Asked Pontius Pilate, yeah. Well, that's a yeah. mic dropper right there. You know, the it's earliest. little factoid to keep in mind. Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah we hit on anyway. the truth, yeah. man, right on. Yeah. yeah. This is, so how is this manifested for um, prediction? You know what I mean? Mm. That's kind of where, you know, I was yeah. originally thinking of right. going. You know? Yeah, so I'm so now I'm realizing that my uh, my editorial is going to have to be 2024, the year of happiness, because uh, that'll trigger a lot of people, yeah. <laughs> and I can educate, educate them about the actual meaning of that word and what it really means. But yes, some horrible, dark, terrible things will happen, and some wonderful, amazing light things will happen, and it is has it always been so? I, I would venture yes. to say, and yeah, the stakes are raised. But it's the same story, right? We're seeing the same, same story. story repeated. Same yeah. old, same old story. You know, this is one thing, good old Aerosmith. It's same old story. This is, um, and I think one, certainly evil, the bad, the, 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 I don't know, the manure, you know, for the coming spring kind of thing, something that they're correlated in some way. It produces that. So what we're going through now. We haven't, we've been in a malaise. We haven't really, you know, it's been obscured from us. It's been occultified or whatever the word is. You know, it's been hidden from us what is our real goal. What what should be our pursuit mm. of happiness? What is your pursuit of happiness? The pursuit. That, you know, yeah. I, I don't know. What do you think? I, I If I knew what it was, I'd go get it, you know? But yeah. it, it's the pursuit. So this denial of the pursuit, the denial of options, the obscuring of the truth, the, the changing of the focus of the whatever for someone else other than your own self-interest or even that of your community, it is what that denial is what's going to bring about the demand for the options, the freedom. I yeah. can see it. It's the phoenix is reborn. This is this is mythological. It's and biblical. you know what? It's, it's now that history. I'm thinking about it. Yeah, even that even that change in language that has happened over the last few centuries, so that we we see that word happiness in a completely different way than people hundreds of years ago were talking about it. Even that, I mean, has been weaponized in a, a, a way so sadistic Weaponized. and horrible. It's actually amazing when you think about it. But yeah, the pursuit of happiness is what has been used to lead us towards the slaughter pen, right? It's uh, all of the, uh, think of all the distractions and nonsense and games and bread and circuses that are used to keep, lead people along into the convenient life that will ultimately lead to the complete controlled matrix, right? The, that's the pursuit of happiness as people are playing it out today, not the pursuit of happiness that, you know, well, Jefferson and others were referring to hundreds of years ago. Are you right? of A professors? God. <laughs> Hmm? U of A pers- professors. I mean, a professor is going to tell no. me what pursuit of right. happiness is a government job or something. Yeah. You know, I was like, no. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, if he means the pursuit of happiness in the sense of your freedom to pursue your fortune, yeah. However, no, he was saying was it was government's job to provide that happiness. We're going to make you happy. We got to pass a law, you know? And I was, I was, wow. And you know, there are more and more 
governments that are like appointing happiness ministers and that kind of thing, right? In governments, they're making it like cabinet positions. Of and, course they are. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we're on to something. You know, and it got mm. me thinking about it when you did that, and it was kind of you know they're talking, they're kind of meandering all over, and then it, and then I started to realize two things. One, James didn't tell me what his definition was. And the other thing is that. Um, you know, it's it, it it's much more difficult to define than you think because that's not really the definition. We don't even know. You know, that's not even the point. So for me, yeah. I'm going. It's the pursuit. It's the options. Yep. It's the freedom. Yep. And that's in fact, that's exactly why I phrased it that way. I asked people about the pursuit of happiness and why is that important? Because I didn't just want to say what makes you happy. Who cares? about that circumstances right? no, make you happy you get happened on yeah <laughs> it's exactly <a> <laughs> exactly right yeah 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 but no what's what what is, what is the pursuit of happiness why is that important how can people do that you know it makes more That's sense true. with some other language uses too when you have like in the 60s it's a happening man you know mm, it's happening yep. you know you yep. know what's happening you know yep. what's happening yep. what's up i mean i'm going it make these words these phrases make more sense now you know it's yes, an event exactly. it's a thing you know it's almost like language is the key to how our understanding of the world and it is deliberately in many cases really? twisted and changed over <laughs> centuries you know well, you're and, and this is coming from what you know a um a, a literature guy you know here's mr shakespeare over here you yeah. know <laughs> it to us no mr borges remember that <laughs> no what are you talking about <laughs> Do I have to make him read uh, Miguel's, uh, uh, what is it, uh, author of the Quixote? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, okay, okay, stop, 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 stop. What's his name? Pierre Menard, author of the Quixote. <laughs> you know, after, oh, don't even want to go down that road. You know, James had me read something, I'm going, was this like a punishment thing, or is there something in here? What am I supposed to get? Hey, you got me back with swordfish. Where are you? <laughs> right. You know. So it's. Um, but I, I understood. Yeah. You know. Thank you. But the. I. I think the pursuit of meaning mm. is very important, and mm. after this conversation, I think even more important to me than it has ever been, mm-hmm. because it's the. The, the meaning of the words, the meaning. That's one thing that I found um, in my study of Spanish um, when I uh, was in high school and you're learning Spanish, you pick a language, you know, that kind of thing. And it served me well. You know, I'm, I'm glad that I, I did it. But it's a Latin based language, you know, and uh, English is not. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's it, so there's a lot of commonalities with a lot of, you know, other languages. They share a lot of the same words or syntax and so on. But English is freaking what the heck is that? You know, yeah. but, yeah. you know, Shakespeare really took advantage of, you know, uh, the ability to kind of, I don't know, English is kind of made up. They just keep adding stuff, you know, but there are mm-hmm. some rules and definitions and things behind. But it. It, English, I think, unless there's some maybe French, I don't know, but I am very impressed with the ability to express so many nuanced feelings, emotions, uh, circumstances, describing things using the English language. Because some some languages, like Japanese, they just don't have words for certain things. You know, it's not because and they have words for other things that we don't have words for in English. Do you have an example? I always- I, yeah. Okay. Here's a really stupid, trivial example. But I always say, like, when someone asks me, well, what's your favorite Japanese word? I always say, wasuremono, because that is, it literally means, like, forgotten thing. But it's like a word 
for a thing that you forgot, wasuremono. And <laughs> I don't know why, but I just picked up on that when I was learning the language. Like, that's that's a word that we don't have a word for that in English. There's just nothing that exists. And it's so easy to say, oh, I have a forgotten thing that I need to go get or whatever. Wasuremono. And so... It's just one of those, it's a very trivial example, but it's one of those things where you don't realize something that you don't have a word for until you encounter it in another language. You know, there's um, a, a word that really had an impact on it. It was a title of a book that I read. You know, I read, um, you know, Shogun and, you know, a lot of stuff that had Japanese in it. It was kind of interesting. They walk you through the language. You could, you mm. know, kind of yeah. understand how it works a little bit. But um, mm. it was a title of a book called Shibumi. Is, is that a familiar word to you, Shibumi? It, it meant oh. it, it. It meant peace of mind, mm. and you know. So when I first started my first business, and I named the corporation Shibumi, mm. you know, because yeah. I, I just yeah, like, yeah. you know, what else you go? I mean, you know, it's just home. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's my pursuit. Yeah. You know, and I'm. What's your pursuit? Peace of mind. Right. You know, I, right, right. You know, which is what you know the truth. You understand, you know how things are. You know you're you're living in reality. You're uh, not under threat. You know your your kids are healthy. You know I mean, Shibumi's a good word. I like that word. You know, I'm not sure how they would pronounce it, but you know it's S H U M B I, I think. And well, like they use uh, phonetic alphabet, but anyway. So yeah. Shib- Shibumi was a word that really had an impact on me. So there's other words, too, and, of course, you know, the, the founding documents I went through. I'm not a fan of the Constitution. As I read that, mm. it's just a tyrannical yeah. document, man. I, yeah, I'm, oh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Bill of Rights, it was kind of, you're like, a Band-Aid for that. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it's good compared to the tyranny of the Constitution. Yeah, so all this crap we just said, well, you can't do yeah. this, you know. Yeah, and, right. But the Declaration of Independence is such a... Yeah, spiritual, uplifting, support of humanity document. As I say, it's the, probably the only political document I have ever read that I could even consider getting behind. I right? don't consider like, it. Like, yeah, it, it is, it's not political. It's philosophical. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, exactly. Because the yeah, only political the thing that ever yeah. said in there, the only reason men would create a government. Is in pursuit to protect, of, to protect yeah. the individual rights. And then you, you know, then you, oh well, what's that? And everybody wants to sit there and argue how many tyrants can dance on the head of a pen, you know. But yeah. it's um, I'm 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 seeing the conversation that we've had. We're gonna wrap it up here and, in five minutes. Uh, sorry, I should just point out also the other thing I love about it is it's a conspiracy theory document. Hell, it's yeah. like a, hey, there's this conspiracy that the king's out against us. Well, here's this train of abuses. Yeah. Let me. Lay it out for you. It's like, yeah, I could have, I could have done that back in the 18th century. No, I got, man, I can go on and on and on. But you know, this is what I'm, I'm feeling the resurrection of. I've been doing this. You've been doing it a long time. I've been doing it most of my adult life, and it's been. uh, What am I up? And I tell you what it was, James. Man, tear up. It was faith. In something, you know, Christ, mm-hmm. God, goodness, we survive, we live and thrive in an ocean, a universe of goodness, of right, of physics, of laws, of it does this when you do that every freaking time. It may wave in variables of something, you know, but it's going to happen. This is, you, you add this to this, this is what the result is. That faith... That you keep doing this to people, 
stuff's going to happen. That's my fear is that they have to change people physically. Mm, yeah. You know, they have to they have to add a chemical. They got to change the DNA. They got to. And if they can, they they are. And when they realize that they are, which has been I just had Dr. Judy Mikovits on uh, recently, Tuesday or no, uh, in the last week. And, you know, it's getting I was asking her, you know, about all the stuff that we've done with the vaccines and all she realized and how much of a scumbag Fauci is and how he can't remember anything anymore in Congress and, you know, whatever. I'm just going, what is the spiritual component that you're seeing to this resistance over the last few years? Where are we going now? And then the the support behind um, is it really Trump? I don't think it has really anything to do with freaking Trump. You know, they, I don't think Trump thinks it has anything to do with Trump. You know, right. it, it's not about that. And yeah. and, and there's different features. Patrick Byrne was going on about, uh, uh, you know, a lot of this, too. And then uh, General Flynn and all the there's just certain people that represent a faith in what's coming. Well, how do you, how's it going to happen? Oh, it's going to happen. And when you do this and you manifest your faith in such a way that you take certain actions, the universe just aligns with it. It just starts, the, the bad guys start falling, you know, things come into line. You know, the one golf caddy tells, you know, the right uh, congressman's aide the right thing about the right thing of some alternative media guy with a press and a whatever says something and everybody kind of whatever and somebody doesn't go sit in the back of the bus. I mean, it's always something and it comes with faith that it's going to happen and you can give it to divine providence or you can give it to whatever. But that's my prediction for 2024. Yep. It's coming. I really do see the, uh, the if not the cycle, at least the winding stair of history more and more as I get older that, yeah, it's the same things that continue to happen to generation after generation, just, you know, slightly they call revolution. It. Yeah, exactly. That's why they exactly. call it revolution. I love it. You want one world government? I give you one world revolution. Boom. Mm. Here we go. This is it. Yeah. All right, cool. Well, you're a faith and happiness. I, I'm I'm on board. I'm I'm I feel so much better. I felt this is the best I've felt in a long time. Mm. You know, talking. I tell you what brought it on. You know, just circumstances. It's it's just faith. I mean, I just had and it's really starting to come together. And your uh, piece on how to be happy. And it was, and it wasn't, I mean, it was a, a, a great documentary that had all kinds of whatever. You know, it was just the the. I don't know, the timing of you doing it, you know, and just having that conversation, it really sparked something. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. And thank you for helping to spark my next editorial. So there you go. I will send it, you know, you know, or, well, I I wind up finding it on your thing anyway. You'll see it. (laughs) I know. We always put it up. James Corbett, CorbettReport.com. We can go forward feeling a lot better therapy of james thanks peace brother people often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting extendivite allow me to read one this product has been a godsend for my father who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago he was prescribed medications for his condition which was so serious he almost died but he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications after researching alternatives that were more affordable he tried extendivite 
Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. USA News Update. One U.S. lawmaker is taking action and hopes others in Congress will agree on a call for the U.S. State Department to look into whether Israel's attacks in Gaza violate the law. It says that if American military assistance is given to any country, it has got to be used consistent with international human rights standards and American law. Senator Bernie Sanders announced on CNN State of the Union Sunday his intention to seek a resolution in Congress. It's been 100 days since the war began in Gaza. The percentage of Americans who smoke has continually declined since the release of a landmark report on health and smoking from the U.S. Surgeon General back in 1964. The rate of smoking among U.S. adults dropped from around 42% in 1965 to an all-time low of 11.5% in 2021. I'm Ryan Daniels, USA News. Tahibo Tea Club's original Pure Pouty Arco Super Tea helps build red corpuscles in the blood, which carry oxygen to our organs and cells. Our organs and cells need oxygen to regenerate themselves. The immune system needs oxygen to develop, and cancer dies in oxygen. So the tea is great for healthy people because it helps build the immune system, and it can truly be miraculous for someone fighting a potentially life-threatening disease due to an infection, diabetes, or cancer. The tea is also organic and naturally caffeine-free. A one-pound package of tea is $49.95, which includes shipping. To order, please visit shopsupertea.com. The first word is shop, spelled S-H-O-P, then the word super, and then the word tea. The complete website is shopsupertea.com or call us at 818-984-6100 Monday through Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. California time. That's 818-984-6100. Shopsupertea.com. I had no idea it would destroy my life. But before it happened, I had a successful business in Austin, Texas. Everyone laughed at me when I shut that business down, but I could not ignore the wake-up call. I was volunteering on a project to get locally grown food into a school. That project was a complete failure, and I discovered that there were few local farmers, there's only four days' worth of food in the grocery stores, and everything comes 1,500 miles via a just-in-time trucking system. I lost friends and family who told me I was crazy to worry about that, but I kept at it. I'm Marjorie Wildcraft. Those of us who know what's going on in the world know you need to become self-reliant before the dollar collapses. I've created a free webinar at GCNfood.com. I can show you, like I've shown hundreds of thousands of people, how to grow lots of food, even if you have no experience, you're older, or you're out of shape. Do it now, before the stores are boarded up and food is not available at any price. Go to GCNfood.com. GCNfood.com. Appreciate what we do? Help us advertise, market, and promote for just $5 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. There are those that just want to be left alone, and those that just won't leave them alone. Which one are you? The Ernest Hancock Show. 
Welcome back to Declare Your Independence with me, Ernest Hancock, on the Free Talk Live Network. We had a great show tonight with Doug Casey, James Corbett, and now a little bonus, a little bit, the General Salente, trendsjournal.com. You know, I, I really analyzed Eisenhower's speech a couple times and done shows on it because I found it very powerful. And the thing that I got out of it, it wasn't so much that he was warning about the military-industrial complex as much that was a side effect of being ruled by a scientific technological elite. That it was the elite that just, that was a side effect. That was a money-making thing. That was the, you know, the process by which they get whatever the heck it is that they want. So that's my question. As we go in, I recently interviewed um, uh, David Webb on The Great Taking. And that started, you know, once we did, I mean, that's been freaking going everywhere. In July of 08, I wrote an article that, oh, this is overlaps with you. It was... The Greatest Depression, why we're so screwed, the coming Greatest Depression or something. Well, Gerald had had the Greatest Depression, something he had to go, hey, man, that's my thing, you know. But anyway, so, so it was that article that in July of 08, I could see that all the st- all the IPOs, all the, it was in, at the end of it, it belongs to us. You know, things, when the Great Reset happens or everybody goes bankrupt, the stock securities, they weren't yours. They were, you know, the New York Stock Exchange or DTC or or they, them, those. And it didn't come back to you. And I'm going, what the crap is this? But I didn't know how that happened or how to fix it or what. I'm just like, look, man, you need to get out. Get precious metals, get crypto, get something. Because this is, when this all goes, eh, it was kind of yours. It's like bank accounts. You know, it's like when you had your futures on gold with, what was it, MF Global or whatever. You know, it's a rehypothecation. It was kind of your money. Now it's not because we used it for grease bonds and it's gone and sucked me you. So when uh, David Webb, you know, hedge fund manager, writes this book and he just he goes, look, it's already done. It's not yep. yours. When this happens, it's gone. So I, I wanted you to comment on that and what you know about that from just a activist libertarian with a microphone kind of loudmouth guy me. I'm just like. Look, I think it's already done. They're, they're not pretending. This this great reset, you'll own nothing, and here's your happy shot, is already again, written down. You know, so Again, as I'm saying, forget about the great reset. Yes, it's already done. And I'm trying to say, when all else fails, they take you to war. It's not going to mean anything after a nuclear annihilation. Yeah. And I get a kick out of these people with built bunkers. Oh, life will be wonderful after, after a nuclear wipeout. Again, go back, listen to JFK, his speech to graduating students at American University on June 1963. And then a couple of months later, he's killed. It's all about peace. And he says, in, basically, we should not hate the people in the Soviet Union. Again, this is the height of the Cold War. It's just building up. He said, no one suffered more than they did during World War II. In Operation Barbarossa, over his words, over 20 million were killed. 20 million. They lost the farms, the factories, the homes, the land, the equivalent of Chicago to the East Coast. He goes on to warn them 
the people that if we go to war with Russia, or Soviet Union, they called it back then, life on Earth will be destroyed in 24 hours. Mm. That was then. The nuclear weapons between now and then, no comparison. This is our greatest concern. So going back to the Great Reset, yes, the bigs have taken over everything. When we were young guys, once upon a time, there were things called grocery stores, hardware stores, stationery stores, drug stores, grocery stores. No more. Grocery chains, drug chains, hardware chains. All in the same company building now. <laughs> yep. And, and who owns them? Walmart. The, invest- <laughs> the, ca- the venture capitalists. You, you have 1%, 1% of the people in this country own over 50% of the, about 54% of the stock market. You put the 10%, they own 90% of it. And they own all of these big firms. Every t- By the way, one of our top trends is migrant madness. And again, I just want to mention this. All the clowns out there that think America has such a great military, you haven't won a war since World War II, and they can't even stop people from coming in the country. So tell me what, who you're going to beat in a war. The migrant crisis. This is just the beginning. Because the economy's again, I agree with that, the economy's over. It's finished. What is the United States, $34 trillion in debt? You're yeah. not going to pay back this money. What if everybody out there is listening, we were all, let's say we were all, when you took a $34 trillion, let's say we were all a million dollars in debt. Could we keep going forward with our business? No. You're out of business. No, but the government can keep going? No. They're going to take us to war. So in going back to the, to, the, to the whole scenario, what's going on? Yes, it's the end. The economy is going to crash, go back to the migrant crisis. This is all over the world. And the COVID made a bad situation worse. People are escaping lack of basic living standards. Government corruption, crime, violence. And go back to our top trends for 2020. Before the COVID war began on January 2020, at China, in celebration of their Chinese Lunar New Year, they launched the COVID war. Our top, one of our top trends was New World Disorder. There were protests going on all over the world before the COVID. They were going on in India, the Yellow Vest in France, the, uh, in Lebanon, in South Africa, in Chile, Bolivia, all over the world. People protesting again, lack of basic living standards, government corruption. Crime. Then the COVID comes. Get back in your house. You can't go outside. And they stop the protests. So now you're seeing the wave of people coming out now. Their countries are finished. The emerging markets are submerged. So they're letting people in America, and I'm going back to, because in trend tracking, all things are connected. I talked about the chains owning everything. Go into any of the big chain stores, anyone, and you'll see as you're walking in, help wanted. Everyone. Everyone. Help wanted? Yeah, we're paying the people crap. This is slave landia. This is the new slave system. In the old days, you used to have to house and feed them. Now we give them just enough money to how maybe house them, and but to feed them, 
and then come back to work. They want the migrants to come in here so they can get more cheap labor. Got it? They did that when the Vietnam War. That little scumbag, uh, J, uh, R, uh, uh, LBJ, LB Jerkoff, Lyndon Baines Jerkoff, Johnson. <laughs> yeah. He was the first one that did away with the, with the tough immigration laws. I remember as a kid, little kid, hearing my parents, may they rest in peace, trying to get our, their cousin, their cousin Constantino from Italy to come here. They couldn't get him here because the restrictions were so tight. Then they loosened them up. You know why they loosened them up the Vietnam, Vietnam War? Because they're drafting everybody. They needed young men. Then go back again in my book, Trends 2000. Here it is. Boop. International bestseller. Another, that scumbag bastard. Every time he got caught with his pants down, Bill Clinton. Bombs way over Baghdad. Yeah, him. The H-1B visas. This is the beginning of the, of the Internet revolution. They didn't want to pay people high wages. We could get cheap labor from India. They know this stuff really good in China. Give them H-1B visas. They want all the cheap labor they can get. All we are are plantation workers on the plantation of slave land. Okay, let's let's talk about not necessarily trends, but solutions to the trend. Is there one, or you're just looking at it? Doesn't matter. It's going to wind up being a. There's uh, only one way. It's going to be a war. Get over it. There's only one way I see it happening. Once upon a time, there was a cat by the name of Samuel Adams. He says, does not take a majority to prevail, but rather an irate, tireless minority, keen on setting brush fires of freedom in the minds of men. And we need that to happen. Well, it's been happening. I'm telling you, Gerald, I'm on the, you know, I'm act. But we haven't, excuse me, we haven't united them. Okay. That, all right, that's, me, what, that's what has to happen. All right. This is, let's, let's talk about that a second. My expectation and my experience has been when you have a charismatic issue, not necessarily a person, you know, it's more MAGA than it is Trump. It's more the Lovolution than it was Ron Paul. It's more, um, you know, the, 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 whatever the issue is. And then you have leaders that kind of represent that or something like that. But it always comes from the people. It's general public opinion. And that's why they spend so much money. So much resources, so much attention, laws, mandates, got to whatever for general public education. You know, they got to go generations of indoctrination with the kids and all the crap that they're doing. But the solution has always been the same. You know, it's what the founders were talking about. No entangling alliances, decentralization, the protection of individual rights down to the individual, the community, local. And whenever you start running into these kinds of problems, there's always the consolidation of power, the mandates from on high. The, you know, somebody's ruling you from over the horizon. What do I give a crap? Some war, some, some, some. They want to collectivize and unite us behind their opinion, as opposed to what the whole purpose of the, the country was, was to defend inside the border you to be left alone from all enemies foreign and domestic to you being left alone well 
The only way that we are going to be left alone is when we insist on it, which is why you have the First and Second Amendment. You know, I get to say what I want. When you say I can't, this Second Amendment here says I can, you know. So this is, but that all gets trumped when you got mushroom clouds everywhere. That all gets trumped when they want to, you know, uh, distract you with, I got thermonuclear, this city got evaporated. And when Biden comes in and he says, yeah, blah, 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 I got F-16s. What are you going to do about it? This is their own mindset. Kamala Harris comes up, Kamala Lady comes up and says, we know where you are. We know where you live. We're going to come at And they are. But it always comes up against physical reality that you know your funny money doesn't matter anymore i don't give a crap what you say over here i'm more worried about putting calories and food in my mouth than i am paying attention to what you guys want so the decentralization and the wealth of america's middle class as much as there is left that is what is a threat to them wealth and options is freedom again option let me go ahead and finish real quick and i want you to comment the the option of being able to survive them the option and that comes with wealth so they have to come after the middle class they have to lock down shut down you're not allowed the shiny badge and clipboard guy comes in and closes your restaurant your gym your whatever this I'm thinking is becoming obvious to a at least a tireless minority of kiss my butt. And it's not about Trump. You know, we do the Trump report and my, you know, co-host on that. He's just he's all over culture of Trump and kind of. Yeah, and it doesn't. That's just a side effect of something else. Is there a growing awareness in your trends research? Is there a rising up of an attitude and understanding of even a small minority that is tireless? That's we are not going to be slaves. Will that have an impact or we got a freedom's phoenix from literally the ashes? Is it ashes a common? As I said, the reason I was interrupting you is the question was, how could it change? We know that there's the R.A. Tyler's minority. I said, it's not going to go anywhere unless it's united. United we stand, divided we fall. So you're doing what you're doing, I'm doing what I'm doing, Ron Paul. But we, we need to unite. The, you asked how we could change. And I'm saying to you, the only way I see it changing is with the united movement. And we need a third party. This, this crime syndicate has been in charge since... That other bastard, Lincoln, you know, they went after Nikki Haley, who I can't stand. You know, I do, it, I do a podcast with Judge Andrew Napolitano every Wednesday. And um, he did a whole thing about her. We both can't stand it. He calls Nikki Haley uh, Lindsey Graham in high heels. <laughs> a little warmonger. But Lincoln had nothing. It wasn't the slavery movement that got Lincoln going. He was pro-slavery. And, and Judge Napolitano goes on to say about the... Uh, yeah, you know, what, what that, that what they passed that thing. Um, uh, Got which thing? What, what was it? The law that they they passed the uh, in, in when Lincoln was in. It had nothing to do with uh, anti-slavery. It meant that they could the troops could take the slaves and turn them into troops. But anyway, Emancipation Proclamation. No. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah, that was it. And he said that they didn't. The government didn't become anti-slavery. Until eight months after Lincoln was dead, they passed that law. So I make, but he's making the point, going back to what we're saying, is about how a crime syndicate is in charge, and they're controlling everything. It was about unionization. 
It was about the federal government taking more control. That's what the Civil War was about. So the only way I see it happening is with a third party, again, which I'm saying we have not had since then, a strong third party. And it's a crime syndicate in charge. They're murderers and thieves by their deeds, you shall know them. So without a third party, I don't see this thing changing. So are you saying we're going to vote ourselves free or in a third party of influence in another realm or all or both? Or we're waiting for Javier Malay to move to America? I mean, what are you saying? We need somebody like a like a Ron Paul. You know, I we was had someone and they the, the system said, hell no. I know. Look, I'm very friendly with Ron Paul. Matter of fact, I'll be on his doing a broadcast next Wednesday with him. Uh, and I was the last person that I voted for. And I've spoken at his conferences, and etc. Um, we need somebody like that. And without that, I don't see it changing. And it's very difficult. I, again, I had supported, you know, I have peace rallies up here in Kingston. I have, I own three of the most historic buildings in America. It's the only four corners with pre-revolutionary war stone buildings. And I bought them because the seeds of democracy were sown here. Over, 80, over 70% of America's Constitution comes from the Constitution written for New York State when Kingston was the capital of New York State before the British burnt it down. So I have peace rallies here. I bought it for that. At the last one I had, I had Dennis Kucinich here, former congressman, who yeah. ran for office twice as president, as a peace candidate. He was RFK Jr.'s campaign manager. I went down to, when RFK announced he was going on an independent party, they invited me down to, to Pennsylvania, Philadelphia. I went down there. I no longer support RFK Jr. And I made the most amount of donation that I possibly could. And I demanded it back. You know why? He's totally pro what Israel is doing and actually made a comment to the effect that the Palestinians, this isn't the exact words, they're very spoiled because of all that they've gotten that you don't appreciate. And you don't have to believe me. Yeah, there you go. You have Norman Finkelstein. Finkelstein? Max Blumenthal? Yeah, two Jewish guys. Ripping Kennedy apart. And calling him, making fun of him. So that was the person that I wanted to see as a third party candidate because I believed he was anti-war because he was against what we were doing in Ukraine. So we don't have anybody. RFK coming in brought um, you know attention to some things and so on, but I didn't see... I'm glad... I don't know. It kind of... It, 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 so one, when he said he was going to go independent, I knew what that meant. That that is that is wow. It's such a hurdle to get over, and I don't think he understood what he was going up against. That the Democratic Party would just eliminate any competition. We got Biden there. We're going to do it. Yep. Do you think Biden is going to be the candidate? You know, at, again, it's a guess. You know, he's out of his mind. But if we go to war, yes, he will. And again, when all those fails, they take you to war. And by the way, Kucinich is no longer RFK's campaign manager. Really? They got rid of him. You know, he brought in his no, daughter-in-law that was formerly with the CIA. <laughs> oh, man, you can't make this stuff up. You know, this know. is... Let's talk about Universal Church of Freedom, Peace, and Justice. I remember when you first started that, we talked about that uh, on air when you first started that. And, um, you know, 
how, how's this going? Did you go 508 or did you do um, 501? How, how are you structuring that that you're able to do what you're doing? Well, it's it's I don't know the details of it, but, you know, it's a it's a uh, church, you know, like all the rest of them. You know, it's one of those. And what we're doing is we're preaching freedom. I consider myself uh, a warrior for the Prince of Peace. Again, I don't believe in the, the I grew up Catholic. I don't believe anything the Catholic Church has to say. You know, it's a freak show to me. You know, how many more how many more times they're coming up with how many priests abuse these kids, you know? I mean, I've not, it has nothing. It, the Catholic Church, to me, has nothing to do with Christ the same way the government has nothing to do with our founding fathers. <coughs> so, but I believe in the Prince of Peace. And again, you know, people say to me, you know, watch your language, you get angry. I just want to make, I want to get this straight, you know, get it in your head. Yeah, this is one of the covers of the Trends Journal going back to 2012. Right. All right? He became violent. He made a whip. To drive the money changes out of the temple. So, and that's what's happened. That's the position we're in. You know, before we keep going on, too, I want to warn everybody, too, about with the economy. And we're, we, we had forecast the office building bust when they locked down everything back over three years ago. Your, your office occupancy rate, occupancy yeah. rate yeah. is around 20%. Excuse me, 50%, according to Castle Systems, with a K. Your occupancy rate, 20%. That means 20% of the buildings are vacant. Nobody's in them. The, no, if the occupancy rate is 20%, 80% is vacant. Or do you think it's 80%? No, no, 20%, 20% vacant. Vacant, okay, 20% vacant. That's all, all right. vacant. Your office occupancy rate, meaning people going to work, is 50%. So now we take all the businesses that lost the commuters, the, the, the shoe guys, the, the hairstylists, the delicatessens, the restaurants, the hotels, business travels, nothing what it used to be. Then we got to look at, okay, how are you going to pay your loan when you're losing tenants and you got all this debt coming up? Oh, and you got to renew your debt. You bought this stuff when interest rates were down near the toilet, and now they're, you know, you're, you're looking at uh, what five point five percent. How are you going to pay your loan off? You're not. You're going to see banks go bust. You think Silicon Valley, First Republic, that was nothing, 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 nothing. Right. And the small and medium sized banks are going to take a big hit. Important. When the banks go down, then the people wake up of how bad it is. When the markets crash, then the people realize how bad it is. When everything looks good at the top, the people feel okay. But the fish rots from the head down. And when the fish starts rotting, that's why we're saying gold this year. We don't give financial advice. The motto of the Trends Journal is think for yourself. This is what's being reported. This is our analysis. This is our forecast. We see this the year of a golden year for gold because they're going to lower interest rates. The lower interest rates go, the cheaper the dollar gets. The cheaper the dollar gets, the higher gold gets. And you have the banking crisis on top of that. And you have World War III heating up, people looking for the number one safe haven asset. So the two safe haven assets we see 
the three. Gold, number one. Bitcoin, number two. And silver, number three. And we say Bitcoin. Bitcoin, we see state. You, you talking about Argentina before you brought that guy up. The people in Argentina, he devalued the currency by 50%. They're buying Bitcoin like crazy because yeah. they could buy a little bit at a time. And that's what they're doing in a lot of these. Well, he legalized it. You can pay debts in Bitcoin. I'm going, ooh, here we go. So then the people, they, people are buying. So if Bitcoin wasn't there now, you would see gold prices around $4,000 an ounce. So it's driving a lot of it away. It's obvious the unthinkable continues. Most Americans know something very wrong is happening. People in charge keep telling you that everything's fine and to stop noticing. But you know better. That's why self-reliant folks are investing in emergency food storage. And you should, too. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, are the ones you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $200 on each three-month food kit you purchase. My Patriot Supply also sells solar generators, gravity-powered water filters, off-grid room heaters for when the power goes out, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship that same day and arrive quickly on your doorstep in unmarked boxes. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Time is running out to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com Airlines have just reduced their prices even more. Book 30 days in advance and save big. Want the absolute lowest prices on your airline tickets? Then call the low-cost airlines travel hotline right now. For prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. The only way to access our low rates and save up to 70% is to call. Save hundreds on your vacation tickets by calling right now. You can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline. Airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. 802-341-4535. That's 802-341-4535. 